everybody, and welcome back to Business Over Breakfast. My name is Ben Barber. And Lori Jatari. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Ben. Hi, Lori. Lori, that is my favorite shirt that you wear. I really like the, I really like the color. Thank uh, you. I, or at least I don't know if it's the same shirt, but I know that you wear that color sometimes. And yeah. I, and I really, I think it, I think it works. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Wow. That's nice to start the day with a compliment. What's better than that? I don't, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know. This so, weather, this weather though. I hate to start with like, let's talk about the weather, but holy crap. This let's weather, talk about the weather. This weather is amazing. Let's do it. Oh my God. I mean, it's, I don't know. For anyone that's not in Rhode Island right now, it is clear, high 70s, warm, slightly breezy, super sunny, blue sky. I mean, it's really, really perfect. And Um, yeah, it's great. Yesterday, I sat outside for a while. Uh, I've been trying to, I've been trying to do that. September, this happened last September too. Like September is my month to work like exclusively outside, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, and I loved it so much. I tried to do it. I, I interviewed, uh, one of the guitar players from the band Boston last night. Ah. And, um, and, uh, I was trying to, the show was at seven o'clock and I was trying to hold on and I was, I was producing another show at like six thirty, and mosquitoes and the mosquitoes started coming. And I was like, all right, I'll get a light. And the, but the first I was worried about like the, the darkness, uh, setting in for seven, for like seven thirty, Yeah. And then I was like, I'll go get a light. And then the mosquitoes came and I was like, well, if I get a light, the mosquitoes are going to get 10 times worse. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I got to come back in. And uh, oh, man. before that I hadn't done a show inside my house in like two weeks. Cause the weather in September in Rhode Island is just perfect. It is perfect. It really is. How was the interview? Oh, it was wonderful. He's such a uh, Barry Goudreau from Barry Goudreau's Engine Room. He was the original guitarist in Boston. Uh, helped uh, found the found the band. He was Brad Delp's brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And even when Barry left Boston, um, uh, Brad and Barry continued, and they did Return to Zero. And then later they did Delp and Goudreau together. And uh, just a wonderful guy. He's going to be headlining Fall Fest at Pasquamica Beach this Saturday. Oh, oh. Fall Fest is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and uh, he will be headlining on Saturday. And yeah, apparently I have another festival to to come out. That sounds and, good. And are they going to play Boston songs? Yes, uh, they'll be. The, you oh. know, you're going to hear more than a feeling. And um, they they have the so his his new band, the Engine Room, mm-hmm. um, has people that have been together since uh since the '80s, since the early '80s, since he left Boston, and um, they are so good like their new songs sound like the the classic songs that you love yeah but, but new right. and you get to enjoy new like it's like it's like you new get rock. to enjoy the best 70s rock that you've ever heard all over again so <laughs> that's great uh so they are fantastic i have and, a song in my head but i i won't start singing this no please start singing no, it. No, 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 you have to start singing it while i share out the show just another just another band out of boston <laughs> Nope, can't do um, it today. Um, all right, well, you start sharing out the show. And yes, and you I let will, us know what's happening. Yeah, and I will tell everybody what's happening. Um, so today, we, we're going to introduce um, Cheryl Turnquist, 
and she is the owner of the Providence Pilates Center. And so we're going to learn a little bit. Well, we're going to probably learn a lot about what is Pilates, what does a person do in Pilates, how does she run her business, and and it's in the health and wellness. She also teaches, um, or her team teaches TRX. They teach bar. Excuse me. Or they teach TRX bar um, spinning. And we have a special guest. We're bringing on Danielle. Again, Danielle, I'm just going to call her Danielle Thomas because I did it wrong last time. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Now everyone's going to remember it's Thompson. So we're bringing in Danielle for the generational aspects of the show. <laughs> and we're going to get some insight on, you know, we, let's see, Ben. I think we have three generations here today. So, Ouch. Ouch, you're right, but ouch. Yeah, uh, I know, I know. But let's bring Cheryl on, and then we can just start talking about what is Pilates. <laughs> hey, Cheryl. Hi, Hi, how are you? I'm your generation, Laurie. I got that. I know. The Boston <laughs> references. And <laughs> a band I loved growing up, by the way. Oh, so, my God, yeah. It's I won't break out into song yet. either, but I could if you I... <laughs> in your head. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, always, I say to Ben, my son has a band and it's a jazz funk and he does a lot of like Latin funk and, Latin, oh, cool. and I keep telling him, you need me to be your lead singer. And he, goes, <laughs> he just doesn't go with it. <laughs> he doesn't sign on. <laughs> but Cheryl, let's start with just, um, just how did Pilates come to you? So I think like in the health and wellness field, um, most people start young, right? They're playing sports in school or they're not, but to, to create this type of practice, that's kind of a, um, you know, you don't learn this in school and right. you probably should, but, um, but so what was your reasoning to come into Pilates and then what was it and what drew you in? Um, I'd love to just hear your background in, in stepping into that world. Yeah, sure. So, um, well, like in my late, I was in my late twenties in the late nineties and um, I had been teaching, you know, at that time aerobics was the big thing in the gyms. I was a group fitness director actually at a local gym and um, I taught a lot of high, low aerobics like Jane Fonda style. And I'm really dating myself and um, step aerobics. And spin and all and of that. Do you know what that is? Oh, that's a good question. Jane Fonda. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. I do not. You can Google her. I, 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 I do. <laughs> oh, okay, great. All right. So that was, well, yeah. we'll have to do a little team building. <laughs> That's right. We could do an aerobics class. I still can teach it. Um, Although I probably get winded now. Um, but, uh, Pilates itself was just becoming kind of a trendy thing. And it had been around for quite a long time in, in certainly in New York and in the dance community and the dance world and theater world and things like that. But, um, it was becoming more mainstream. And so, you know, I was always up on the trends as the fitness director too. I wanted to see up on what was up and coming in the fitness industry, um, step and spin had kind of come along. That slide board that we used to do was something that was popular at the time. And um, an instructor friend and I found a Pilates studio. There were only three instructors in the state of Rhode Island and they had trained in New York and they were here in Rhode Island and they had studios out of their houses or little small studios. So 
um, my friend and I were able to get in because, you know, it was hard to get a session because they were so booked, that kind of thing. And um, interestingly, because the one that we went to was growing so fast, she needed people to start figuring out how to teach for her and help her so she didn't lose business. And because of our background as fitness instructors already, we just kind of segued into it to the point where we were learning and watching. And one day she had to take a phone call and said, Cheryl, take that client, help me out. Okay. That was kind of how we got grandfathered in. But prior to that, I did have a background in gymnastics as a young kid, like little Mm -hmm. and um, dance, ballet, jazz. Um, I did not do tap, but I did all the other forms of dance and I had been on point and up until, you know, I went to college and then that kind of goes by the wayside, but that that's, I was not a, a team sport player. I'm not really athletic to be honest, but the disciplined arts of dance, gymnastics and that real um disciplined kind of movement with lots of precision was what appealed to me and i think as a result that's how i also just really had an affinity to pilates the minute i started doing it so it definitely appealed to my personality and style of movement from the get-go i was waiting i thought then no i i I love um i i love like so first of all just comparing what you just said about team sports to um to you know performing arts Mm -hmm. uh instead i i did both and i think that um i think that the same things that you get from team sports uh as a, as a child are the same things that you get from the performing arts with the exception that when you're in the performing arts, you win the championship every year. Um, because if you're in theater, uh, and you get to do a play or you're in dance and you get to do, um, and you get to do a recital, then, you know, it's, it's fantastic. And, um, and it, and it has the same feeling. Like I, I was both in a championship game as a, as a child in sports and, you know, doing a a show to family and friends and it's the same feeling and everything that you learn in the middle is the, is the same and the camaraderie and the teamwork and the, you know, the experience. So I think I, I, I would, and the fact that especially dance and, and, uh, and gymnastics are so athletic anyway. Uh, So I, I, I would, I would say that the comparison is actually spot on. Yeah, martial arts also is a a movement that I liken with Pilates movements. You know, there's forms of katas that are almost like a dance in and of themselves. And Mm -hmm. the style of Pilates that I do and teach is very routine based. It's about working. I don't want to say perfection because there's I don't like to go to that word. But, you know, the the specifics of the movements in a routine, the depth of the work, it's not just today we're going to do this, tomorrow we're going to do that, the next day we're going to do something else. It's, it's more of a, a, yeah, like an art form to some degree of movement. Yeah, that's amazing. And what, so when you when you bring all of these different classes into your studio now, so let's let's say you started Providence Pilates Center in 2001. Uh, well, I started teaching in 99. I started mm-hmm. my business in 2001. So this October is 20 years. So tell us about that transition as you moved into um, your, your on the east side of Providence. Uh-huh. Yeah. Locations now. Um, yes, I got another one's coming in Cumberland. Yeah. 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 So just tell yeah. us about like the, the structure of your business now. Sure. So I, um, well, when I started teaching, as, as I said, I was taking lessons with somebody. She needed help. I got into it and then I got certified. Boston actually was the, the next closest place to go to get a certification. So I did that. 
And uh, that was in 1999. In 2001, I had a client um, who happened to have a connection. There was a woman in Warwick who um, was teaching. She, you know, some people were starting to do this and she was teaching. She had a little studio um, actually in a salon. And um, she became pregnant with triplets and had to go on bed rest like immediately. It was really urgent. And my client said, you need to do this. You need to talk to her, go in there, take over and do, you know, whatever you negotiate with her, you need to do this for yourself. You need to get away from working where you're doing, which was on the east side of Providence. So I did that. I negotiated with that instructor how to make this work. And I therefore started my business, bought her equipment and moved. Um, so I was in Warwick and just kept coming in to you. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, these kind of things. And keep in mind, I was actually working full time as a clinical social worker in Pawtucket. So I had a, a career with a degree to do this career. And I just loved doing movement. I love teaching movement. I love teaching people to feel better. So I went there and then, um, I grew, you know, you, you get people that are interested in helping you teach and you get more clients and you only have so much time in your day. And so I went from there. I, had another studio in this gym that I was working with for a while. And then I was in Pawtucket. I got a little bigger. And then finally, for the past 12 years, I've been in my location on the east side of Providence in a much bigger space. I have a team now of, there's 19 of us actually, um, that work together in my space. Some, some very few hours and some a lot. So, oh, yeah. Here's your page. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, so that's one really, of my rooms. I have four in this particular location. I have four separate um, spaces yeah. and that's my bigger room where we do groups. Hey, Ben, can you show that top picture? So Cheryl, as someone yeah. looking at this and saying, I might be interested in Pilates and I think I might want to take a class. What, what are we looking at right now? Cause it doesn't look like in a, an aerobics class, you it know, does not at all. empty room or yeah, even so yoga studio. When you walk into a Pilates studio that has all this apparatus, it can be a little daunting to look at it first. The apparatus is either metal or wood and we don't use, you know, your traditional weight plates like you would see in gym equipment. It's based on spring tension. You can see the springs hanging from a metal frame on a wooden bar there. Um, and there's all different kinds of springs. There's different tension of springs, diameters of springs that create different resistance that you work against. So your, your strength training is based on the pull and, and resistance back of these spring loads. So it's, you know, it's got its own language to some degree. It's got its own safety aspects that you need to learn about as a student. This particular class that's being demonstrated is called a tower class. The unit that they're on, the apparatus is called a tower. So there's a frame that's attached to the wall and the floor. So it's safe. And then there's a mat on the floor that we work on. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a 50 minute class, 55 minute class with five students and one teacher. And the good thing about a class like that is um, as long as anybody new coming in doesn't have any major, major physical presenting needs that we would need to work around. Mm -hmm. um, Most of the time you might be one or two in a class of two or three others that are familiar with the work. So you have some support of other people that are familiar with the exercises and you follow along as your instructor is teaching you through. Um, we also sometimes suggest for brand new students to take private session to one, two or three sessions first to become familiar with the language, the safety, any modifications that person might need for their body needs, mm-hmm. and then segue into a group class if that's more 
what the person is looking for. Yeah, I think that's great. And and so speaking generationally, yeah. what, do you, what, what do you see in your class? And then I guess I'd ask Danielle the question about how how do you how do you view this in terms of like the people that you hang out with? I was so intimidated walking into that studio. <laughs> Melissa and I walked in and we were like watching when obviously we were filming. It was a little stage. We were like, I can never do this. I was just, I, mean, I know what my age group does, but I was standing there. I was shocked. I was like, yeah, it looks hard. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, like, I maybe go to a spin class every once in a while, but. <laughs> and spinning, I, I took one spin class in my life and I thought there's no, I'm never coming back. <laughs> <Don't> ever- <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the hardest class I've ever taken. <laughs> we actually had to, uh, in 2006, I went to um, an acting conservatory in New York and uh, every, every day, um, we had a, uh, morning wake up at 8 a.m. class mm-hmm. and we had to walk down to school and you had to do this at least like 10 times a semester. And they had these, uh, these morning, uh, yoga and Pilates classes that you yeah. had to take because you had to, uh, learn how to train your body and get familiar with your body. And they thought that, uh, obviously and rightly so that yoga and Pilates were the two best ways to sort of get in tune with that. Um, and then at the beginning of every dance class, we would do, uh, like the floor bar and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, and then, um, my teacher would, uh, would sometimes, uh, in, in lieu of dance class would do like a 50 minute Pilates, um, because she was also a Pilates instructor instructor in, in in addition to being a, um, like a Broadway choreographer. Wow. So she would say, we're not, we're not doing, we're not doing dance today. We're just doing Pilates because you guys don't know how to move your bodies and <laughs> we're going to strengthen you up and, and et cetera. Um, so that was my, th- that was my first and only real interaction with like a teacher. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Uh, any day that she was like, we're going to do mat work. I was like, I'm, uh, I would, I would rather be putting on, jazz shoes and trying to <laughs> and trying to dance after walking like five miles to be here. Um, and a lot of uh, theater, a lot of theater and dance um, performers in the city, in New York uh, or anywhere, but um, a lot of them use Pilates as a side income also. So a lot of them are certified as Pilates instructors for part-time work. You know, when their shows are on, they're on working, but when their shows are off, they, they use supplemental income. So a lot of them are Pilates instructors. So when, when someone looks at, um, you know, they start Pilates, they, so as a, I'm a trained yoga instructor. So mm-hmm. I think it's, it's funny cause everyone says, Oh, yoga, you know, I'll go to this little stretch class and everyone gets into the class and it's like, Ooh, that's not <laughs> yeah. me. But I, I think, um, so a lot of teaching that comes from yoga is after many years of practice. And so right. You do you also see that transition in Pilates? And so if you have students that are that are really wanting more and wanting an, a deeper understanding or history or training around that, how how does that happen? Does that happen in Rhode Island now? Um, you don't have to go to Boston, right? No, actually, right, correct. Thank you, Lori. Yeah. Um, so I myself and one of my instructors, um, Amy, that works at my studio, is, we are teacher trainers for our, our, um, style of Pilates. So just like in yoga, you know, there's Bikram yoga, there's Hatha yoga, there's, um, 
yin yoga. There's all different kind of philosophies, oftentimes created by what, you know, a master instructor of some sort uh, that's created a program. And then the followers kind of go to that program. So uh, Amy and I are certified through Power Pilates. Most of my team is certified through a company called Power Pilates out of New York City. Um, but it is an internationally known program and um we host trainings at our studio and then i also go through new england through boston a lot of times they they tend to hold trainings in cities so people from new hampshire maine often will come to boston to do their certification um and they start with a mat one beginner mat mat two intermediate mat and then go on to either advanced mat or the equipment so i have a fully equipped studio but Mm -hmm. to ben's point there's there's mat classes that you could take sometimes in a gym or in a yoga studio or in a dance studio um so there's different styles of pilates within that some instructors are only mat and some are the full gamut which is the instructors that work with me at my studio Mm-hmm. And are all your classes like one hour or? Yeah, for the most part, our classes are about 55 minutes. Um, you know, we do have some exceptions to that. I have a client who's 92. Um, so we have some sessions that might be 30 or 45 minute based on the need of the student. If, if 55, 60 minutes and is yeah, too long, I wouldn't push class. that. Yes. I, I want to try it. I, mean, I, I just don't know if I'd be able to. Oh, you'd be fine. I promise. Right, we, Lord, you know, with me, I'll do it. We <laughs> tailor that's the deal. We'll get you guys in. Um, we tailor the class to the needs of the students that are there. So, you know, like anything, we're going to teach to, a, a, I'll say just a middle of the road and then give a modification for someone who needs a little bit less and a variation for somebody who needs a little bit more and try to find that common ground where everyone feels successful. Our goal is to help everyone feel successful by the time they leave from from the time they walk in to the time that they leave. Um, and we're also online since obviously since COVID. So for a year and a half, I've actually been teaching online most all of my sessions. I have clients from across the country and um, I have a client in Germany right now. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing both, both hybrid style class teaching classes. Did that, did COVID allow your business to grow in a different way? It did actually. Um, you know, I, I had, um, had a plan perhaps to open a second location at some point down the road pre-COVID. I I had put it out there as like a maybe goal, but not really, mm-hmm. I don't know, not really in my bucket list at the moment. And then with COVID, um, we really, my team, they really worked hard. They pulled together. They pivoted for lack of a better word. And um, yeah, it was pretty amazing how uh, we were able to stay going and grow stronger together. And it did prompt me to say, you know what, I am going to do this. It's kind of now or never. Um, and about, mm, it takes about four or five months ago, I decided I am going to try. I found a great space in Cumberland that's um, mm-hmm. just perfect. And um, it's almost ready. So we're hoping for a target date to open 10-1. So it did allow me to grow. Oh, that's really interesting. I think yeah. um, so many of the businesses, so, you know, in the news, we see like people don't want to work, people aren't working. Um, you know, there's so many, obviously the news is all about problems, but I yes. think one of the things that we see on this show every Tuesday is the businesses and the people in those businesses that that kind of step up and yeah. really help each other to be successful. And so I think, um, you know, we, so now shop local Rhode Island sponsors this and 
you know, we see these businesses helping each other and we see the businesses and the business owners really step, stepping up for each other. So it's, it's really cool to at least be able to give a platform for that. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate that. And I have to say, um, I made it a mission to, um, support local business owners too. You know, I have a newsletter that I send out every Sunday. I actually, I write it personally. It's one of those things I could easily pass off to somebody else, but I really wanted it to be in my voice and my style and and Mm -hmm. my passion for it. And we have business spotlights like every other week that we go out and where we're spotlighting a local business. Um, A lot of them have been women owned also to, you know, help support that. And, um, but not, not exclusive to that. Um, and I think that coming together with other businesses, other people that want to help each other make it through this. Um, the good thing about being a service type of job is that my team can work. You know, like I said, I have one teacher that might work four hours a week, but she's doing something. She's working. She's making an amount of income. She's, um, happy doing what she's doing. And then I have another teacher who's like 40 hours a week, who's got a full-time career and makes a living teaching Pilates. So it's able to provide some jobs to some people and jobs that empower them to be able to kind of make their schedule and feel empowered within that. Yeah, that's fantastic. So if someone wants to, so your website is providencepilatescenter.com. Correct. And Ben, I'm taking your job. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And what, what made me think of that was the newsletter. So, um, I'm, I'm guessing that that's where you can sign up for the newsletter. Yes. If you just create an account, you automatically get filtered into the email stream. And I promise I do not overdo emails. It's once a week. So it's not yeah. like I well, every day. Danielle, Danielle's in charge of our email, um, Shop Local Rhode Island, which goes out once a week too. And she spams everyone. And she spams everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not talk about spam. I'll see myself out. My emails have spam for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So we um we send an I wasn't an, even making that joke, I'm sorry. Oh god, you've been in spam jail. Um but we uh, we're out now, so everybody knows that we're legit and um the but anyway, what we do is we highlight businesses and especially the businesses that are on business over breakfast. So every, every week we put that information out, but I do think it's important to, to support my, one of the things I say all the time is I wish everybody shut down the big box stores. So we could have all, we could all have realized, you know, what's really, really in our communities and really available for us. Um, so I think anything that kind of supports that growth mm-hmm. is super important. And, you know, we're, we're looking at weird numbers right now, so we got to be yeah. Really careful. Yeah. Um, Danielle, do you have any questions? Well, we kind of talked about uh, one of mine, but another one is, I guess, just like, what do you love most about Pilates or like, why do you love teaching Pilates? And I guess just the, maybe I missed this when I stepped away for a minute or just like the mm-hmm. mental and physical benefits of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I find, I, I always talk about this when people ask me personally about my thoughts about plies for me, it's not just physical, it's mental health also. Um, and especially during COVID it kept me 
grounded and sane. I tend to, I run high in an anxiety level. I always have ever since I was a little girl. And I feel like the movement, the meditation and movement for me of Pilates, the breath focus, the real mind-body connection that you have to make for that hour that you're practicing or 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is that you're practicing, um, kind of makes everything else go away and it's okay. And here I am me on my mat or me on my apparatus and I'm in that moment. And when I finish, I can pick up where I left off, but it might not have that edge or it might not have that intensity and it's going to be okay. You know? So yes, I'm physically getting stronger and my posture is hopefully nice and tall the way it's supposed to be. And I'm, I'm creating lung capacity, breath, stamina, and all of those physical benefits that go along with it. But the mental health benefit is just as, um, valuable, if not more so for me. So that's what I love. And I, I love to pass that on. And I know that everyone that comes to me, their goal and their need is different. And, um, it's almost like a little puzzle finding out what they need and how I can tailor what I can give to them to, to meet that need. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I really just want to leave it there. So I don't know. Ben, do you have another question? No, I think that that was, uh, that was a perfect spot to end. Um, I just want to highlight again, uh, you know, the, the, the mind, body, spirit stuff is so important, uh, always and always has been. But, but now I feel like with the rise of, uh, of, of people, um, opening themselves up to, to this stuff and wanting to be more health conscious and wanting to feel better and to be happier. And, you know, uh, I feel like things like yoga and meditation and Pilates and mindfulness are, are at the forefront of, of, of more people's minds. If not everyone, like a growing majority of people now, um, think about this stuff and it's really important. And, uh, and the work that you're doing, Cheryl is, is fantastic. And, uh, and, and like Lori said, I think that it is a testament to, um, to every entrepreneur who was able to adapt and, and grow during this period and shift and, uh, and, and what you're doing and the resources that you're giving, uh, others, uh, and the clients in Providence and in Cumberland soon, Mm -hmm. all across Rhode Island, uh, all across the country in Germany, um, that's, that's, uh, that's much, much needed. And so I just want to say from our community and a global community, like, thank you for what you do, because what you're doing is putting out great work into the world. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank yeah. you. Well, our next step is to set up a, a team building class. <laughs> So I'm getting good. you in. Yeah, that ready. tower is yours. <laughs> <laughs> There's a tower waiting for you. There's a tower waiting for you. Put <laughs> your name on it. <laughs> Thank you, Thank so you all for having me. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Have a great day. Danielle, are you ready for the tower? I don't know. Wait till you see it. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> I've seen one in person. Yeah. I've seen one in person. I'm not doing it. Yeah, oh, you are too. I'm not doing it, but I, I'll do, I'll do. Live stream it. The three I'll of us should go and we should live stream it. Oh my god! <laughs> we could do a business over breakfast. I don't think I like having Danielle on the show. <laughs> you guys go the by the three of us. I think that you mean uh, Lori, Danielle, and Scott. No, and are you kidding? And then, and then I'll live stream it. No, he. Well, you know what? I don't know if he would. Scott do it. will. Scott will airstream it. 
We're also by that, I mean, he's going to drive away in the air. Well, we're also going to have to drag Melissa into the mix too. Yes. So, yeah. Absolutely. I would try, no, I would try it. Let's Perfect. do it. Let's the three do it. of you, the three of you can do it. Uh, I, no, I, I, I loved, um, I loved the, the classes that I took, uh, when I went to school. And then, um, when I started going to Anytime Fitness in 2012, they had this, uh, because the whole goal of, of that place was like this 24 seven access, whatever. So I didn't have a lot of teachers for things, yeah. um, you know, which is, which is its own debate and, and whatever. But, um, they had this, this like multi-purpose room where you go in and they had like classes on demand that you would take. And they, they had fusion classes, much like I did at school. And, um, and I started taking those and that's where I, I fell in love with the idea of that again, but I haven't done anything Pilates related in seven, six or seven years now. So yeah, absolutely. But I've never, I've never done anything with those, with those, um, mechanisms like the tower. And that is very scary. I'm, I'd I'd be interested in in easing my way back through like some mat work on a zoom class. <laughs> anyway, <it's> time. <laughs> uh, thank you, Danielle. Danielle, is there anything that you'd like to talk about that's coming up this week? What's coming, coming up this week? week? Um, get your products up and shop local Rhode Island. Schedule a call with me, and I will help yeah. you. <laughs> we, had a, we had a jewelry designer put her products up, and two days later, she sold a pair of earrings, a hundred yeah. plus dollars. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, and um, and and again, the so the first. The, so up to five items is the freemium platform. And mm-hmm. then after that, there's no, it's just a monthly fee, like a, like a membership fee. There's an, which is ridiculously cheap. And there's no, uh, portion of your sales that's being taken. So with, with that one sale, you know, and I don't know, uh, if that, like, I don't know the ins and outs of that jewelry, of that jewelry person's uh, stuff, but in that one sale, completely made it worth it being on shop local in just one sale. So yeah, because you know, it's free. Yeah. So, uh, but, 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 but I mean, like, even if she paid for like the highest member, like, you know, you're, you're, it's, yeah, it's, you're right. You need your money back. Highest member membership at $90 a month. That's our highest. Yeah. So the, the absolute highest membership that she could have done one sale still, still, uh, still would have put her over that. So like, you know, shop local Rhode Island is amazing. It's all the convenience of online shopping with all of the benefits of shopping local. Check right. it out. Check out shop local. And none of the guilt. And none of the guilt. I forgot my tagline. <laughs> I forgot my tagline. All of the convenience, That's all of the convenience, none together. of the guilt. Yes. Uh, thank you. Lori, what do you got going on this week? Um, not, not much. This is a good office week and I like that very much. I'm going to have pretty, pretty calm, normal office days. And Danielle and I decided we're going to do home office week this week. So we're going to get everything done. Yes. Love it. All right. Well, it's wonderful talking to both of you as always. Uh, We will see you guys next week on I almost called this the shop local show. Actually, uh, hey, on, hey, hey, you know what? Next what week is Q&A, right, on branding. Yeah. Oh, so, really? Yeah, we switched our Q&A. That's one thing that I was thinking. I know, all right, now we're going way over. But 
Q&A on branding next week. So bring your branding questions. And then that's going to be followed by an interview with the organizer of Design Week RI. We got some stuff coming up. I'm excited. Will Danielle be joining us for the branding Q&A? Sure. We'll just bring her on. We'll see what's going on. I don't know. I don't. I, I'm a boss. I can just say, yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> um, no, I think it's awesome. Ask your Q and A's, uh, send them in Lori at visual thrive.com. Yeah. Uh, would be, it would be one email that you can send them to. You can comment mm-hmm. on this video. You can send a message to shop local on any, on any platform that you follow them on. Yeah, uh, and, and we'll answer those questions next week. I'm excited because, uh, branding is one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, and, uh, and it's, you know, sometimes it feels taboo and it shouldn't, uh, cause everything that you do, you know, everything that you do is your brand. I own this because of this. <laughs> yeah. I, I use this because of this. It yep. just is yep. what it is. You know, like it's yep. a, it's a thing, uh, yeah. that, that we can't get around and you can do it. And it's, it's, it's important to everybody, uh, who owns a business or, or helps run the business. So, yeah. um, thank you guys so much. Right. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.